0: hello and welcome to another episode of the no Knows podcast my name is morgan i'm jd and we are continuing our episode on horror films and spooky season yes we both love horror um the first part if you didn't listen to it we talked about why we love horror why other people love horror why it's so popular the best parts about it it was super fun and we are going to open up this one going straight into our top five horror films. So let's start with J.D. What's your number
1: five horror? Um, my number five is a movie called Hush. Uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned during part one that I am a huge Mike Flanagan fan. Uh, who's one of the best, I think, modern horror storytellers. He makes a lot of TV shows. He made The Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass on Netflix. He has a new show coming out. But I am ready for him to make movies again. He always takes really cool premises and is able to do like a like kind of thriller slasher thing with them. And the movie Hush is a it's a home invasion thriller about a woman who's deaf. And so she can't hear the guy who's invading her home. And she lives out in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere, like real cabin in the woods stuff. And this guy's trying to invade her home and rob her and she can't hear anything. And the sound design in the movie is super cool it's a it's a really creative and fun premise and mike flanagan executes it expertly i think it was one of his yeah. first movies and it does all of the things that i like about horror which like it it, it kind of makes you uncomfortable in a controlled environment <laughs> and it, no more controlled environment than you know a house in the woods oh, right yeah. and so it does that super well and, and yeah have you seen hush
0: no but It's always been, like, in the back of my mind. I really want to watch it. Everyone loves it. But now that I know that it's Mike Flanagan, like, I'm going to watch it this weekend.
1: Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Could not recommend it enough. I think... I haven't seen Doctor Sleep, which is his, uh, like, Shining Legacy sequel. Yes. But I've seen all of his other movies, and this is my favorite of all of his other movies. Wow.
0: Definitely going to watch it. (laughs) My number five is Cabin in the Woods. Yes. I would have put
1: this on my list if you hadn't.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This movie is, like... If I want someone to get into horror who, like, doesn't really like it, this is such a good movie to show them. Because it's got, like, it's it's comical, but it's not a comedy. Yeah. And it's really fun to, like, figure out. Because they kind of tell you, like, the big thing that's happening that the characters don't know. And it's really fun to be on both sides of it. And, I mean, everyone, like, every review on Letterboxd says, like, this movie is made by like horror fans yeah. like it is peak horror cinema it has all of the tropes it makes fun of all the tropes while actually doing them and actually saying something like it's just perfect I love this movie I probably watch it every single year it's, so number five that's a yeah. there's a lot to say for my number five but I love all of these movies so much I think all of my top five horror films are in like my top twenty. Yeah. All times. So.
1: Wow. Yeah, I definitely love The Cabin in the Woods. I, w- I don't know if I'd put it in, like, yeah, a top all time. But I think the first... It's one of those movies, like, the first time you see it, you're just blown away by, like, the balls of it. Yeah. You know, to, to put it it's bluntly. It's so
0: original while being so unoriginal. Like, it's exactly, so hard like, to explain. It's, <laughs>
1: it's derivative of almost every horror movie you've seen, but in a super original way. And, yeah. it, like, it's, it's really creative with how it deploys... Uh, some really like stereotypical things.
0: Yes, writing is yeah peak peak. <laughs> yeah. Um, number four.
1: My number four. I'm gonna be a little uh pretentious film snob boy. <laughs> I'm gonna say the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari.
0: Classic.
1: Um, which is if you don't know, one of the it's a German expressionist horror film about a traveling you know like circus man basically. Um who who uses a it's like a somnambulist is what the word is on letterbox but basically like (laughs) this guy who is like alive but in a coma completely asleep and this mentalist has put like a spell on him to cause him to commit crimes in his sleep without him realizing it Mm. and so it's about the people who deal with this monster who's under the control of this evil mentalist attacking their village and like stalking them basically and doing a ton of creepy <laughs> stuff. And so it's a freaky premise. I was watching it and I was like, I feel like this is everything that Alfred Hitchcock wants to do is summed up in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that like modern horror directors want to do is summed up in this movie. It's like a great, like intense horror movie with like a good mystery behind it and then the visuals are insane yeah if you've never seen this i think i watched it for free on youtube um and like (laughs) it is the trippiest craziest thing you're you're gonna watch it was made in 1920 (laughs) and all of the art and set design are these like over the top exaggerated expressionist um, like, jagged edged buildings that, like, look so far removed from reality, but also, like, kind of close. And it, the just the set design puts you on edge. Yeah. And so, I was like, shout out, like, one of the most classical horror movies, Counter Doctor <laughs> Caligari. Um, one of the, like, great masterpieces of early cinema.
0: I watched this in an art history class, I think. Really? Not in one of my film classes. Wow, that's um,
1: cool.
0: And it was, I loved it, but it being in a class setting I was like this is kind of boring so I don't think I appreciated it as much as I should have but I did really like the visuals at the very least
1: I did have to watch it for a film class I I watched it in October um Mm, in like the midst of and it was I was like I was like on the edge of my seat it's a silent film too it was before talking was in movies and so there's inner titles that like describe like that are like people's conversation oh yeah and it's it's still super tense and exciting <laughs> even with inner titles it's it's so crazy it's right. really good.
0: Number yeah number four for me the opposite of the cabinet <laughs> is saw nice um I'm trying to I think I like the first one the best but I really like the third one too uh, I'm trying cool. to get there's so many of them and I watched them <laughs> oh my gosh like five or six years ago. Oh so I, I haven't seen them recently, but I love them when I watch them. Um, the first one specifically kind of stands out. Um, if you have not seen Saw, I know so many people who like are so against the idea of it because it's, it's like known for being super gory. Yeah, so but then, what, what is
1: like Saw about?
0: Yeah. It's, it's more of a thriller in my mind because it is like a classic cops trying to solve a mystery of who is committing these crimes okay and that takes up a lot of the films especially like after the first one is like there's a main detective on the case and you follow them most of the time trying to find out who's committing these crimes and then in the background is the crime which is usually you know one of the games being played
1: yeah. and
0: there's like usually a timer on them, which really makes it tense. And sometimes the detective like knows who's in it. And it really feels like a cop thriller, like mm. trying to find a mystery. Interesting. Um But there's definitely like, it's great because there's like really two movies happening at the same time. Um, it's that side of it. And then the side of the person that you're like intimately like, getting to know their story as they're trying to solve this puzzle because it's completely based on them and Mm. their deepest fears and their deepest feelings. And you get like backstories of that character and all of the characters are known by the guy causing it. So it's, I think it's super clever how they like mix the stories between the detective and the main bad guy. And then the main bad guy and his victims and then on top of that, these movies like mean so much to me just because I love that like the the he's doing it wrong right he's crazy he's a psychopath he's like murdering these people yeah. but he does it out of like the goodness of his heart in the best way to say <laughs> it he finds their vice like he follows this person he gets to know them he finds out why they aren't living their best life and he sets up a game for that person to realize what they're doing wrong. So like the needle pit is a super famous one. That girl is a drug addict and he's like, this is what's holding her back from living her best life. So he like puts them in this game. He makes a little video that's like, you wanna do this and you wanna do this, but you don't because of this thing. And it like, he walks them through like their mistakes they've made. And it's always something new and it's such a clever way to point it out and like, in the worst way possible, he like thinks he's doing a great thing. Like his okay. life mission is to make these people better. So
1: what I'm hearing is you're an advocate of vigilante justice. You know,
0: I'm gonna say no, but <laughs> okay, okay. but I do like I'd get entertained by it very well.
1: Okay, fair, fair, got it.
0: <laughs> but they're amazing, and I think they're super clever. And the franchise as a whole, which is what the second half of this episode will be about. So stick around for that. Um, Is just incredible because there's so many different ways they do that same thing. And the first one I think does it best. It's like basically in one room and it's just two people sitting across the room from each other the whole time. But there's also like the detective case happening. It's genius. Um, and I love it and it's funny. They have like little like quips in there. I just, they're amazing. If you have not given it a try, you should give Saw a try.
1: Okay. (laughs) You know, I, I can't say you've convinced me, but <laughs> I, because in my head, Saw, and, and we talked about this a little bit last week, and I'm sure mm-hmm. we're talking about more, has always been like, it's like just people getting tortured is what yeah. I perceive Saw as, yeah. which is like the kind of horror movie I typically don't go for as much. But when you put it in the lens of like a cop chasing a killer, yeah. like seven Brad Pitt style thriller, that to me sounds a little more appealing. So
0: the first movie, I will say, does not show a lot of gore. It's yeah. very tense and it shows like, it doesn't literally show it. Like, you know, yes. it's happening, but it doesn't literally show it. It's I all think, implied. I think every movie after that, they really buy into it mm. and they show everything. Yeah. And, like, I can understand why people don't like those. Yeah. But I think the first one. It's been a long time, so don't take my word for it. I think okay. the first one's a little more chill. Got it.
1: Okay. Well, that's cool. That's mm. good to know. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. It is, it's Saw as a James Wan franchise, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, I definitely... It's like what made him rich and be able to make all the other ones. Make, yeah, like all the other...
1: He's done literally so many horror franchises that we'll yeah. talk about. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do like James Wan, so that's that's cool. I like him a lot as a director. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe maybe I will we'll check it out.
0: Number threes.
1: Number three. I'm gonna say again, kind of like your take with Saw. I want to shout out my favorite horror movie franchise, which is Scream. Yes. Uh, we talked a good bit about Scream in part one. So again, if you haven't listened to part one, what are you doing? We talk um, about
0: Scream all the time in this podcast, and we really, <laughs> talked, we both just
1: really love the Scream franchise, <laughs> which is good. It's like a, it's a nice thing. That, you know, we have, like, one horror base in common. <laughs> uh, but I definitely wanted to shout out Scream here. Uh, I loved Scream 6 that came out this year um but the og mm-hmm. like was one of the first horror movies that i watched and i was mm-hmm. they kind of like unlocked something in my mind i was like oh like there's like something really cool you can do with horror mm-hmm. because the movie was playing on you know halloween and and friday the 13th and all like the classical horror franchises that i've not really seen a lot of but they were plenty but like that lore exists in the world and so even for me as like a 14 15 year old watching scream mm-hmm. for the first time i was able to come into it and be like okay i understand what's going on here and I'm, I'm following Mm -hmm. what's happening basically. Yeah. And so that was really cool. Like, you know, for me to get like the history of horror, as well as this new super fun, funny, creative horror movie that was (laughs) playing on all the horror tropes. Everything that we love about Scream. The first one I'm going to put on the list, but I really like them all. I love the fact that it becomes the Stab franchise. I love the meta commentary. I love (laughs) just the layers upon layers upon layers of stuff. I just, all the Scream movies that keep making them, I'm here for them. Yeah.
0: I think my biggest, like, reason I love the Scream franchise is they do have, like, the amount of layers and cleverness and like thought out story. Yeah. That like and just an insane amount of it. Yeah. But none of it is taken too seriously. And it's all like for fun. And it just like really
1: They they are just they're kinda like a ROM. It's yes. not like, you know, like sometimes like the Halloween movies, especially the new Halloween movies are really self-serious mm-hmm. and they take themselves like, this is, you know, the gospel and this is like super yes. intense and, <laughs> and scream movies are like all about having a good time. Yeah. But <laughs> they're like,
0: serious enough that they like are genuinely scary and you care about people and yeah. it, they're
1: great. You can become genuinely really invested in the characters, but then also like, come on, it's a screen, yeah, it's a yeah. they're going to have a lot of fun with horror movie tropes yeah. and give you a lot of really fun, <laughs> funny, compelling characters along the way.
0: Amazing. My number three is The Conjuring. Nice. Um, James James Wan. Back to back. Love that man. (laughs) Conjuring, every time someone asks me about it, I'm like, you know, they're just just a family movie. They're just here to build families and have a good time and, you know, get rid of some little demons in the process. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. I love it.
0: Um, The original Conjuring movie, the scene where they play hide and clap. And you like mm-hmm. they clap to go find them is just so genius. Every time I see it, I freak out. And we've like played it in real life, um, mm. and that's always so much fun. Yep. And um, mm. I wish they were a little more comedic. They're super serious, and I think they they drag every now and then. But yeah. um, again, I like that it's like family, and there is some like actual good values behind it, and yeah um,
1: the conjuring do feel like more real and tangible because they're pulling from real case files from mm-hmm. real people who worked on these things and yeah like that level of it i find really appealing and i agree like i like how much they make it about like just this couple who really love each other at the end yeah. of the day and yeah. they're trying to like do good in the world together yeah that's really sweet
0: It's great number two
1: for my number two I won't go into this one a ton, (laughs) because I talked about it before on our Comfort Movies episode. It's The Babysitter 2, all right, and uh, I don't know, Morgan and I were like, (laughs) we kind of got into it in the Comfort (laughs) Movies episode, if you've listened to it, but I, guys... The Babysitter 2 is just one of my favorite movies. <laughs> it is so goofy and ridiculous and, and stupid, but it, it knows how stupid it is and it wears it on its sleeve. Yeah. Um, has some of the worst dialogue you're gonna hear in a movie probably, <laughs> uh, some really like phoned in acting performances, but it, it all like feels so ironic and goofy along the way. And I have more fun watching The Babysitter 2 than probably any other movie. And it's technically yeah. within the horror category, there's some really, like, tense moments in it, and they do a lot that, like, you know, there is, like, blood and gore and intensity and stuff that, like, typically falls in the horror purview. So, I wanted to throw it on here because in terms of horror movies, like, there are just really few that I, I truly like more than the Babysitter, Killer Queen. Uh, I've still never seen the first Babysitter, and I'm still never going to.
0: <laughs> I, you can just tell the, babi- the Babysitter, both of them, even though you haven't seen the first one. <laughs> Are so funny and ridiculous because I can't even talk about this movie to people without a smile on my face. Like yeah. it's just that it's just that fun and so, so right. stupid.
1: <laughs> Seriously, if you like, you know, like just want to have a good time, like <laughs> man, check out the babysitter too. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just, you
0: know, I wouldn't put it in my top like one hundred, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> but see, I would. That's where we differ. But I do think people.
0: you should watch it. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, it feels like the kind of thing, and we should get this. It feels like the kind of thing. Like, if you ever got like drunk or got high, you would watch The Babysitter too, yeah. and probably enjoy it even more. But I've only ever watched it sober, and uh, <laughs> just as good. And it's just as good, I promise. Um,
0: <laughs> My number two, also very opposite of your number two, is A Ghost Story.
1: Do you know what this is? I've never seen this. No, but is okay. this the movie where um where Rooney Mara eats a pie? Yes. Like, okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're this. About
0: film is one of those films you sit down and you watch it and you're kinda like, Why am I watching this? Nothing is happening. Um, you're kinda bored the whole time. Yeah. And then you like try to go to sleep that night and you can't stop thinking about it.
1: Mm, it okay. is yeah.
0: The most pretentious horror film I've ever seen. I (laughs) think is a good way to explain it. Nice. Like if you don't like just like sitting and thinking, it's not the movie for you (laughs) because it it forces you to do that. You sit and watch someone eat a pie (laughs) for two minutes straight. (laughs) Yes. And you're just, it's, it's beautiful. It is truly, truly beautiful. It is, um, plot wise. It's a woman and a man live in a house. Um, the man passes away, becomes a ghost, and the woman lives there and it is like so existential and he's like he's just like a classic looking ghost. He's at a sheet oh, yeah. over his head. Um Oh really? Yeah. It's <laughs> I literally love that. a ghost in a sheet. <laughs> I love that. And um, there's very little dialogue. There's almost no okay. talking in the whole movie. And okay. then in the middle there's like this five minute long dialogue from the character this is the only time he shows up in the movie and he just talks about like life and yeah that's just kind of it and it's it it feels like dumb when you're watching it and then afterwards (laughs) you're like you know what like i think they're on something. (laughs) and everyone that i know that have seen this movie like says the same thing they're like it's kind of weird you're kind of not feeling it but then afterwards like you just you just can't stop thinking about it and i really want to watch it again because i think i like went in with a bad attitude like knowing it wasn't going to be like a fun cute little horror movie but i like Mm. wanted to watch it um so it is great for it's it's not even a horror i wouldn't call it a horror it is like just like an existential film and and there's a ghost in it okay (laughs) Um, that's cool Uh, but it's great it's I feel like it's kind of experimental in the way that it like does a lot of things and there's, it's so unexpected at the end. It's just like, you don't see anything coming and it. It's, it's crazy. It's really weird. I don't even want to say it because like you, if I said anything about it, you watching it would not get like the full experience because it's so, so thought provoking.
1: <laughs> it's so good. Our friend, uh, Paul Davis, friend of the show, uh, <laughs> guest on our superhero movies episode, reviewed this movie on letterboxd and i remembered this vividly because the only mm. thing i remember this movie was um here no joke rooney mara eats a pie for five minutes yeah <laughs> and like that was this review i was like huh <laughs> okay oh but it's um, so good <laughs> but it's so good okay I'll... that
0: scene alone is so good
1: <laughs> <laughs> so why did you include it in the horror movies uh ranking
0: i think i think it
1: includes horror because it is
0: like it's deeply about grief interesting and like it it's so interesting because it shows both sides of it because the guy is a ghost and he's watching um not only like his wife but like the house like the plot of land he is on yeah like go through time without him and it's just like deeply sad yeah and that's what it's like this one in the first part i mentioned like Uh, nightmare as a category like it makes you think like this is what I was thinking of when I said that like it's so deeply like sad in every like way of just like a tragic thing like a human life being lost and then showing both sides of that in like the rawest form of like someone sitting on their kitchen floor and you just staring at them eating a pie for five minutes. Yeah. Just eating the whole pie because there's just nothing else to do. And there's just so much emotion. And like that I'm like I think that's why people put it in horror. Is it Yeah it's scary because it's so uh that's that's you know? fair. I get what you mean. Because <laughs> one of the things
1: about horror that we talked about and I feel like a definition that I we kinda settled on that I liked was, you know, it's it's like giving you it's like a roller coaster Ooh. you know horror movies and a lot of movies are like this but i think horror movies are the closest kind of movie you're going to get to a, a roller coaster because they're they allow you to experience all kind of emotions yeah. like intense emotions that you would only yeah. be able to experience in a horror movie like this in a controlled environment with like the I, the notion of of fun or entertainment around it yeah because i don't think people if it weren't like if you were just, like, living in a city where, like, the, the stuff that happens in Halloween was happening, you would be mortified. You would move. <laughs> you know? Like, you could not continue to live where this, like, mass murder happened every, like, you know, five to ten years. Um, but when it's, like, in a movie and it's in, like, this controlled environment, people can find a lot of, a lot of joy and fun in mm. the Halloween series. Yeah. And I think that that's what horror movies do well. Is they allow you to confront, like, really scary and heavy things yeah. under, like, you know... Like in this, in like a controlled environment or like yeah. the, the guise of entertainment and a ghost story, I think fits that definition super well then because it's allowing <laughs> you to face like the scariest and hardest thing of all yeah. in this environment and kind of like, I don't know, maybe like teach you or train you to start to reckon with these hor- horrible things. Yeah.
0: Or like realize why it's so horrible. Yeah. Like, why is this such a bad thing? Why do we care mm. if people die or die wrongly or die when they're not supposed to? You know, like it's, yeah.
1: Or even going back to, like, Saw, <laughs> like, why do we care when people are, are living their lives in terrible ways? Exactly. You know, it's like, or, or like The Cabin in the Woods, the same thing. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that is a, a super compelling and interesting argument for horror as a genre, I yeah. think. Um, that's really cool
0: we're not even at number one yet no, still got <laughs> what's your number
1: one my number one's get out classic. uh man modern classic <laughs> uh i know J- jordan peele calls this a social thriller but i'm it was kind of sold as a horror movie and i think it functions really well as a horror movie mm. i don't think i need to say a ton about get out i think it's a masterpiece i think jordan peele yeah. uh he's two for three for me i love get out and i love nope us was kind of a miss but Ugh
0: it's my favorite one
1: um well you're right um but uh get out man like just top to bottom so tight incredibly plotted and so tense and again like kind of forces you to confront a really scary thing that doesn't get talked about a lot Mm -hmm. like a different more casual less menacingly upfront, like kind of racism but still something that like others a people group based on some external factor and it's so terrifying the way yeah. he crafts it. Mm. Like, it, it's a, it's an absolutely masterful film uh, that I think everyone everyone would, you know, really enjoy and, and do good to watch. So, yeah. A modern classic. Phenomenal movie. Get Out, number one.
0: One of my least favorite things that a lot of movies do is, like, give away the mystery too soon. Yeah. I yeah. think Get Out. Like really waits until the last moment oh yeah and they that's why it like and builds stretch
1: that tension so well it's yeah man i think jordan peele can do tension like he's the modern master of tension oh, yeah. um like the scene with you know the groundskeeper who's running or the <laughs> yeah. like the housemaid who's like kind of staring at him mm-hmm. the like Heath stanfield scene where he like the, the picture flashes and then he grabs a shirt yeah, yeah. Like, this whole, like, enterprise that's happening at the center of the movie is so malicious. It just makes you, you yeah. want to throw up, like, thinking about what's happening in this movie. And then, like, again, like, it's kind of allowing you to, to face evil. Yeah. And then watch, you know, our hero, Chris, overcome evil as yeah. in, like, a super compelling way. Yeah,
0: Which we could do, like, a whole podcast on Jordan Peele. But I think that's the one thing that Us doesn't do. Yeah. Is it lets the cat out of the bag super soon. So true. And you're kind of, like, just playing with it as you go. And his yeah. other two films, like... He does the, like, tension really, really well the whole time. Yeah. Um, so,
1: Great. yeah. Yeah. Jordan Peele, amazing filmmaker. So excited to see what he does next. Oh, yeah.
0: My number one is The Wailing.
1: Is this the one with Laura Dern that you were talking about on the no, last episode? No, no, no. Okay.
0: <laughs> that is Inland Empire, Inland which Empire. was probably number six. Okay. <laughs> um, I just can't watch that one ever again, so it's <laughs> okay. not yeah. on the top
1: five. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes um, sense.
0: The Wailing is a Korean horror film. Okay, gotcha. Um, and it, it it's just super interesting. It's really slow, super slow burn. Yeah. Three hours. Um, you don't really know what's happening the whole time, but it I don't. Oh, it's so weird to explain because there's really not like an A to B kind of plot. I mean, I, well, that's wrong. <laughs> i don't know i love it (laughs) it's (laughs) number one because i I love love it it. (laughs) Um, yeah
1: sometimes it's really all there is to it though yeah i just love it
0: it has like some really really interesting characters and it it, because it's such a slow burn like the main guy is a father his kid is seemingly possessed diseased in some way it's kind of a mystery what it is um And there's kind of, like, this outsider man that everything is blamed on. It, like, it touches on just, like, racism, on judging people because they are different. Mm. Um, uh, Like demons and but okay but why I really like this film is just the editing is some of the best I think I've ever seen yeah there are scenes in that movie that sometimes I'm like I just have to go look them up on YouTube and watch them because I just can't stop thinking about how good it is yeah um I think it uses music really interestingly Um, it is a real, it's crazy conceptually. There's so in depth and you, it's one of those movies you watch and then you really got to go and like watch people break it down for you because you're not going to get it all. (laughs) It's just too in depth. Um, there's a lot of like biblical themes. There's a lot of, um, like culturally kind of themes that like, is really hard to understand if you're not like completely in it. It's kind of an older Korean film. Um, but it's just really interesting the way they edit it the acting is incredible um the main guy you're just kind of like with him trying to figure out this mystery for three hours um and just like weird things are happening and it's sad and creepy and yeah yeah. it is not like a fun watch (laughs) you really gotta like sit down and just be ready to be confused and sad for three hours and
1: (laughs) yeah okay but again, like that's kind of like the nightmare thing that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Like,
0: clearly my favorite. <laughs> yeah,
1: you should watch is Afraid*. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need, should. Yeah, I you know. really need to. Um, yeah, that again, like I, I'll say it again. Like it is forcing you to confront something. <laughs> like that's that's such a great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So
0: the wailing is interesting. Um, I think the trailer can probably sell it way better than I can. It's also been a while since I've seen that one too.
1: But yeah um yeah some of these movies I'm like I'm remembering how much I liked them when I first saw them
0: yeah top five
1: top five do you have an
0: honorable mention
1: I (laughs) I think just a couple more that I like that that I thought about putting on the list um Jaws I was like does that belong on the list maybe (laughs) um Robert Eggers the witch with Anya Taylor-Joy I like a lot um and 10 cloverfield lane was another one that i thought i'd like to mention which is more of like a sci-fi alien kind of movie but lane. 10 cloverfield lane
0: it's pretty horror
1: it's pretty you don't horror. even really know
0: what sci-fi if you don't know what cloverfield is
1: <laughs> it's fair, that's true that's true <laughs> so yeah just a couple more like that i that i really liked that i did want to shout out and then we didn't really mention alfred hitchcock i don't know if you've seen too many hitchcock yeah, movies I but um i will of his like horror stuff i've only really seen i've only seen psycho and i think you know again it's great it's great great. you don't need (laughs) us to tell you that yeah
0: (laughs) um i love the purge movies really um i think they get better every single film um i like it a lot Uh, yeah i haven't seen the second one but i watched the first one recently and i really loved it um those kids in it yeah, I didn't even. Very I think killer. I mentioned it in in part one, but Midsummer, Hereditary,
1: yeah. big fan of those. Hereditary could have made my list, I think.
0: Yeah, um, and then like Barbarian and It Follows are in the same place in my brain. Yep. Love those. Yeah,
1: Barbarian. Oh man, what a movie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I really like Blair Witch, um, which I think we also talked about in the last one, but yeah, I think sure. those, and then The Shining. Was super close to being on my top five. Mm. I probably watch it the most often out of any horror movie. Really? It's just, I love the vibes more than I love
1: the story. <laughs> I've only seen The Shining once, and I, I saw like the super extended version, because the mm. one I watched was like almost three hours, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I don't think is how long The Shining <laughs> is supposed to be. Um, but, yeah, great movie. Yeah, mm. I
0: think if I could recommend any movie that I think you personally would love okay. is The Visit.
1: The M. Night Shyamalan one. Yes. Thing. I think you mentioned this on the last it, episode.
0: It, I think it's just stupid enough that you would love it. Okay. That's, <laughs>
1: that's great. I love it. I'll take it. Um, mm. And yeah, I would recommend you watch Hush. All right. Deal. Yeah, you do. Okay.
0: All right. Let us know if you have recommendations for us. Um, I'm going to put a poll out this week. Right after this episode drops, oh well, yeah, this week after this episode drops, um, for recommendations and maybe we can watch some and talk about them on our Instagram. We're on Instagram at no notes underscore podcast. Let us know your top five. Yeah. Um, Happy Halloween! Get out there and watch horror movies. The new Saw movie just came out.
1: Five Five Nights Nights at Freddy's. Freddy's is coming
0: up wink wink there might be a podcast about that (laughs) Uh, follow us on instagram no notes underscore podcast we are on youtube tiktok our letterbox is in those descriptions
1: all the socials all the places you can find us spotify and apple you know support us like follow all Mm -hmm. that stuff All right, and we'll see you next time we'll see you next time enjoy spooky season Mm Woo.